Welcome to Faith Matters. In a series of podcasts, you will find a variety of issues discussed concerning the Catholic faith. This episode is about sainthood. The lives of some of the saints will be exhibited. I believe our world today is in need of virtuous men and women. It is my hope that my sharings with you may kindle a deep and burning love for the Lord as the saints. One may question, who is a saint? Why bother being a saint? What is the use of saints anyway? But before you come to a conclusion, let us reflect on who is a saint. Saints are understood differently depending on one's orientation. Saints are people like you and me who follow Jesus Christ and live their lives according to his teaching. The Catholic Church refers to saints as holy men and women who lived extraordinary lives of virtue. In the Bible, St. Paul often addressed his epistles to the saints of a particular community. In Acts chapter 9 verses 32, St. Luke talks about Peter visiting the saints in Lydda. In other words, sainthood referred not simply those who had faith, but those who would live their lives virtuous action. In the church, the definition of saint includes cardinal virtues of prudence, temperance, fortitude, and justice, as well as the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Our world today is in dire need of witnesses. Why not become one? As a matter of interest, you might be wondering, how is one declared a saint? A person is declared a saint through the process of canonization. This is the act by which the church declares that a person who has died was a saint. Upon which declaration, the person is included in the canon or list of recognized saints. The process documents the life and virtues of the holy man or woman, of which this begins five years until after his or her death. The waiting period ensures that the person has an enduring reputation for sanctity among the faithful. After five years have been concluded, the bishop of the diocese in which the individual died can take a petition to the Holy See to allow the initialization of a cause for beatification and canonization. Once a cause has begun, the individual is called a servant of God. The Supreme Pontiff, that is the Pope, decrees the heroic virtues of the servant of God. Once the heroic virtues of the person have been recognized by the Pope, they are called venerable. It is the first degree of sanctity in which 
the theological virtues of prudence, justice, and fortitude have been recognized in the said individual. Next, with the Holy Father's approval of a decree of a miracle, the servant of God can be beatified. With the beatification rite, conducted on the authority of the Supreme Pontiff, the venerable servant of God is declared blessed. Blessed may receive public veneration at the local or regional level. The blessed may be canonized after the occurrence of one or two miracles attributed to his or her intercession. Once more, after the decree of a miracle and the consent of the Holy Father, canonization is now possible. By the right of canonization, the Pope or the Supreme Pontiff elevates a person to the universal veneration of the Church. By canonization, the Pope does not make the person a saint. Rather, he declares that the person is with God and is an example of following Christ worthy of imitation by the faithful. A Mass, divine office, and other acts of veneration may now be offered throughout the universal church. We are all called to be saints, Christians with a virtuous life, and must be worthy of imitation by others if we want to be called blessed, venerable, and saint. And so you too can become a saint. In the next few podcasts are the lives of some of the saints in the church whose life gave testimony of deep love of God and exhibited profound faith and trust in Him. One is a contemporary saint who lived here with us in our time. Be inspired and be blessed. The Life of St. Francis of Assisi Born in Italy in 1181, St. Francis of Assisi was renowned for drinking and partying. He fought in the battle between Assisi and Perugia. He was captured and held ransom. He spent nearly a year in prison. It is believed this is where he started receiving visions from God. After his release in 1203, Francis heard a voice from God who told him to repair the Christian church and live a life of poverty. Consequently, he abandoned his life of luxury and became a devotee of the faith. Later in 1224, Francis received a vision that left him with the stigmata of Christ marks resembling the wounds of Jesus. He was the first to receive such holy wounds. He was canonized on 16 July 1228. He is the patron saint of the environment and animals.
The Life of St. Josephine Bakhita On the 1st of October, in the year 2000, Pope John Paul II canonized St. Josephine Bakhita, venerated as a modern saint and as a statement against the brutal history of slavery. Born in Algosia and the Dafar region of southern Sudan, Josephine, not her own name, was kidnapped by slave traders at the age of seven. She was sold into slavery and given the name Bakita, which means fortunate. For more than a decade, she was bought and sold several times and went through a gruesome history of being severely beaten. She became permanently scarred and even forgot the name that her parents had given her. In 1883, Josephine was eventually sold to Calista Nanani, an Italian consul in Khartoum, Sudan. After two years, Bakita was taken to Italy and given to Augusto Micheli. From there, she served as a family maid and a babysitter to Micheli's daughter, Mimina. As she accompanied Mimina to Venice's, Institute of Catechumens run by the Canossian sisters. Bakita began to learn about God, Catholicism, and was drawn to the faith. On January 9, 1890, at the age of 13, she was baptized into the Catholic faith and took the name Josephine Margaret. On that day, she was confirmed and made her first holy communion. The Michelis later returned to Africa, wanting to take Josephine with them to Africa, but she refused. A court case ensued, but the Canossian sisters and the Patriarch of Venus intervened on her behalf. In 1902, Josephine was transferred to the city of Shio, and for more than 50 years, assisted her religious community in education and charitable activities. She became loved in Chio because of her simplicity, cooking duties and taking care of the poorest people. Also known as Mother Bakita, Josephine passed away on February 8, 1947 at the Canossian convent surrounded by sisters. In 1959, The first steps toward her beatification began. She was beatified on May the 17th, 1992, and later canonized during the Mass of the Great Jubilee of the Holy Year 2000. The church believes that St. Josephine's message of forgiveness and mercy has provided humanity with hope in the midst of a period of hatred and violence. She was known for her gentleness, her smiling and holiness. She's the first person to be canonized from Sudan. She's the patron saint of human trafficking survivors. Her legacy is that transformation is possible through suffering. This episode gave testimony that a saint is an ordinary person like you and me from 
ordinary backgrounds and families. It is my hope that their lives have encouraged and inspired us to love God and His people, all for His glory. Saints in our world are the model of Christians who lived their lives in pursuit of virtue. As Christians, we are called to continue changing throughout our lives to become more and more like Jesus Christ. Calling men and women of virtue saints inspires us as well to focus on the goal to become holy. But it is God who makes things holy. His presence, His calling, His way of life makes us the light of the world. God's people have always been called to make a difference. God loves us and He plans to add many more saints from people like you and me. He does not will that we perish, but that all come to repentance. 2 Peter chapter 3 verses 9 And so you too can become a saint. May our Lord bless you in your journey of faith.